It's time for To The Max Sports, where we talk about sports. They're just two guys, Max and Drew, in a bar talking all things sports. Well, without the bar. And the beer. Wait, why aren't we in the bar? Hello, 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 and welcome to To The Max Sports. You all know what time it is. Time for To The Max Sports. And I got the logo this week. Yeah, Did you see yeah, that? Yeah, I got the logo. I like that. Finally. Well, as you guys know, it's Monday, so we're doing a special post-draft analysis. I brought in my sports guru, Carlos, all things draft. Welcome to the show, man. Hey, Drew. I appreciate you for having me. I'm oh, super man, excited cool. for this. So um, so I was, I was down on Sunday at uh, McIntyre's having some adult libations and and started wait hold on no hold on hold on hold on i heard during pre-show it was during the third during the third day of the draft how many libations did you have because the third day of the draft was saturday i I was drinking all weekend watching the draft okay forgot most of it (laughs) i can confirm that (laughs) he didn't ask me to leave so i guess i wasn't that bad but carlos is a a barkeep down there so if you ever want to have a good time and you're in san antonio go to mcintyre's ask for carlos so take good care of you so what'd you think of the draft, dude? Um, yeah, I mean, I think just kind of like what everybody else kind of thought. Um, you know, all the twists and turns, all the storylines going into it. It was just kind of uh, uh, action-packed from, like, beginning to end, which I think, you know, everybody kind of enjoys, you know, the, the drama and stuff like that, you sure, know? Sure, sure. It builds um, uh, a lot of anticipation and stuff like that, so. Did anybody feel sorry for Will Levis? How can you feel sorry for a guy who has... Okay. You can tell she's like, dude, we we got a picture up for those of you who are listening on the radio. She's like, you just cost me a lot of money. But that's a nice consolation prize. Well, I mean, I also don't feel sorry for a guy who's going to be still be making a couple million a year. I still don't think he's that good, and I think that he's still a reach at 32. It's it's interesting to 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 have seen the whole Will Levis Richardson thing happen. I mean, there's a little bit more tape on on Levis from his college career. We the Anthony Richardson, we I don't think anyone really knows what this guy's gonna be in the NFL. So let's break that down. We'll go by teams or we'll talk about teams, but let's break down the quarterbacks. Um you know, I told you before the draft I thought Levis was overrated. Uh, I figured he he would slip. I think there was a lot of, uh, let's just say, Vegas odd makers out there that were steering people the wrong way. People even had him going number one. What do you mean that's, Vegas? What do you mean Vegas odds makers? Will Levis himself was pushing the narrative. That's, that's yep. just to move odds up and down, man. So let's break it down. Let's go with, let's go with Stroud or um, Bryce Young. Who would you have taken first? Um, yeah, so, I mean, I honestly, I feel like they're 1A and 1B. You know, I think they both okay. come from really good programs. You know, they throw a beautiful ball most times. Um, you know, the, the the one thing that I keep kind of going back and forth on is usually Bryce's Young's, it's not his height, but it's his size. It's the frame. And the biggest thing I keep thinking about is, you know, guys like Kyler Murray, Tua Tungavailoa, the durability just hasn't been there for those guys. And one of the most important um, traits for quarterbacks and, you know, guys in the NFL is availability. 
Yeah. You know, if you're not available, you know, you know, it's kind of hard to uh, justify one better than the other. So I just think, you know, we can't, we got to take out the idea though, uh, the injuries, you know, you just never know what's going to happen to some of these guys. So, Oh um, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's why I just gave that, that, that was Bob. That was his biggest take that, you know, he was worried about his height and his size. If you're uh, if you were the GM, would you, have, would you, who would you have taken? Um, I honestly would be comfortable with both guys. I mean, I feel like, you know, they both have a good head on their shoulders. They're, you know, they have high football IQs. They throw the ball very well. They're both very mobile. Um, but I'm just going to have to kind of give it a, to C.J. Stroud just a little bit more just because um, and I know it sounds, you know, not, not great, but just because of the size, the durability issues uh, that Bryce might encounter in the future. Now, did you think Richardson going four was a bit of a reach or is that a project a la, you know, Jalen Hurts kind of situation they're hoping they fall into? Um, yeah, no, um, I actually really like, you know, Anthony Richardson at four. And, and the reason being is it's going to the Indianapolis Colts. Mm-hmm. You know, usually at, at if you're picking in the top five, your team is not very talented. But if you look at this roster, it is just loaded from offense to defense. You know, you have a really good offensive line that last year had some injuries. But coming back healthy this year, you still have one of the best guards in Quinn Nelson. Um, you know, you have... Hopefully a healthy Jonathan Taylor. You know, you you think about just just think about that backfield right there. Anthony Richardson and Jonathan Taylor running full speed at you. You know, yeah. I'm I'm more looking for for, for Richardson's upside. It's it's more for me the coaching he's going to get in the NFL. Yeah, I agree. He had no coaching at the college level, so generally. I laugh at the underwear Olympics, the combine and the pro days. It's like, okay, go out there in your shorts and throw a ball and hit the ceiling. Uh, So, so all that Richardson did generally, I would go, I don't care, but for him, it's not going to be a case of what is his ceiling. I don't think that's, that's what the Colts were drafting for that ceiling. And that's where you always draft. You are drafting for a ceiling and possibly Richardson's ceiling may be higher than Stroud's and Young's. Possibly, well, with the far, right coaching. As far as athletic ability, I mean, yeah, he, he's there. It's just, can he put it all together and compete at the NFL level? We'll can see. He, yeah, can his he, can he is, be coached? Yeah. Well, they say his, his ceiling's higher than his floor or whatever. Um, but having moved along, yeah. do you think 30 teams are going to look back and say we made a mistake not, not grabbing Will, Will Levis? Or did he fall? I, I was never really big fan of his I honestly I don't think any of these quarterbacks in this year's draft or what I'm going to call generational I don't see eight to ten year careers with these top four guys no and and yeah. Levis Levis looks like a douche nozzle from the fraternity he's going to be on the bachelor that's for sure he, he kind of yeah he looks like some douchebag on the bachelor or he kind of looks like Conor McGregor before Conor McGregor got all scraggly I mean, I, I don't want that picture anyway. I mean, I shouldn't go into the thing that, that the scouts did in the movie Moneyball in their, in their eight, in their scout room where they're going, well, he's, he's got an ugly girlfriend. Must not be good. Well, a lot of quarterbacks went late fourth, early fifth. Oh, is there anybody that you all like that could be that Tom Brady? I got one guy I really like. Not Stetson Bennett for me. I am very surprised where he went. I wasn't expecting him to go in the fourth. Yeah. 
Um, I think for me, you know, I'm going to go opposite of what you said. I think Stenson Bennett, I think the one thing you always look about is opportunity. Um, the Rams, if you look at their roster, um, it looks like it's been decimated. You know, they lost almost, yeah. it looks like half the roster. If you go through some of the names on these guys, yeah. um, you know, you don't even have a profile picture for them. So um, I think, you know, with given Matthew Stafford's um, injury history, um, Stenson Bennett is the only other quarterback on this roster. Unless they bring somebody in, I just think based off pure um, opportunity, they're, you know, let's just say if, if, you know, the season's coming down towards the end and, you know, they're not in playoff contention, which I don't see them being in playoff contention, they might just throw them in there and just say, hey, let's, you know, let's try to save Matthew Stafford. You know, he'll probably end up playing for a different team. Yeah. Stetson Bennett. This is my prediction, and I'll and I'll buy around at McIntyre's if this prediction doesn't come true. Stetson Bennett will not take a snap in the regular season. Will not take a snap in the regular season. Yeah, you said that about the former former OSU quarterback, and you're right about that. I did for different reasons he, that he, turned he, out being true. He's definitely not going to take another snap. No, 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 no. And I mean, for for me, Stetson Bennett, yeah, was a great leader. There's a reason why he's 20, almost 26 years old, and now he's finally coming out of college, and it's not because he's stupid, because he isn't. I mean, it took him that long. So, he's a journeyman at best. Yeah. My sleeper is, uh, and I forgot his name, of course, um, but I think of my sleeper quarterbacks, get out of Houston. Oh, uh, That's a cool name. Uh, Clayton Toon. Yeah, Clayton Toon. Yeah, he's he's nice, man. He throws a really nice ball. He's got a tight uh, spiral. He's got the NFL body. Where'd he go? He went to University of Houston. No, where, where did? Oh, there he is. Uh, Cardinals. Yeah, he went to the Cardinals. So you know, Murray's status is still kind of up in the air. Mm-hmm. So if this kid has a good spring and Murray's still out, which you never know with an ACL injury. This this kid may be starting a few games. Yeah, they do have a couple of guys on the roster. I know they have, like, David Plough and Colt McCoy. You know, but once again, we talk about smaller, you know, smaller frames, smaller size quarterbacks, Um, especially if they have some type of mobility. You know, that's always going to be a question, but I do like that one. Um, Yeah, because another guy, too, obviously, is Hennon Hooker. If, you know, for whatever reason, Jared Goff doesn't play well in the beginning, you already know that they're going to be asking for Hennon Hooker. Another Um, project, but talented. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I feel like this class of quarterbacks, um, you know, going back to like Will Levis, um, I think, you know, best case scenario, he doesn't have to deal with the the pressure of being a first round quarterback. And it's kind of ironic that he goes to Tennessee where, you know, Malik Willis last year, the hype train kind of like Will Levis mm-hmm. kind of picked up a possible first round pick and it isn't going to pick till the third round and stuff like that. Yeah. And, a similar style quarterback, you know, a very gifted athlete, strong arm. You know, Malik Willis did the same things he did at his pro day. So, um, I, you know, for me, if if I'm writing Tannehill at this point, I'm I'm actually asking for the trade as well. You know, um, if you look at what they did in the draft, it doesn't yeah. support them right here, right now in the moment. No, I agree. It was kind of like, hey, we're moving on from you, bud. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah, you know, like I said, I didn't like what they did in the draft, but, you know, um, you know, we'll, we'll get to we'll that. See what here. happens going on to the running backs. And we'll what the return. hell are the Falcons doing? So that was weird, but the Falcons need help kind of everywhere. Maybe don't, I mean, I mean, 
you don't draft a running back in the first round. Well, only if he's generational. And he is not. He's really good. He's not generational. And I don't know if he's generational. I mean, so I'll, I'll say this on Bijan. <clears throat> yeah, everybody keeps saying that you shouldn't take a running back in the first round. I do believe Bijan has um, that special if factor. I've, I've actually seen him play a couple times. He's right here up in Austin. You know, yep. we're in San Antonio. Um, I'm a UTSA alumni, so I went to that game this past year. And, um, you know, even with poor offensive line play, you know, he still manages to break off, you know, 30, 40 yard runs. Um, I believe he has top end speed, balance, quickness. Um, the player comp that I keep finding myself going back to, and uh, I know a lot of people have thrown it out there, is Edron James. Yeah. And then just, and it makes sense really, too, if you look at the front front office for the Atlanta Falcons head coach, Arthur Smith comes over from Tennessee where they had Derrick Henry, where they, you know, just wanted to run the ball. This offensive line is pretty solid. It's got a lot of really good pieces in place. Um, Desmond Ritter at quarterback, you know, you want to, if you're going to make this guy the quarterback, if you really want him to be the next Jalen Hurts in the second round or whatever, you got to protect him. Yeah. You got to have, you know, you got to have that option, you know, and I get it. Tyler Aguilar, you know, the fifth round pick last year had over a thousand yards last year. Uh, but you know, he's going to be a great two. Um, like I said, you know, if you look at the the landscape of the NFC right now, it's the teams that run the ball are just dominant. Yeah. You know that kid that backed up um, in Texas? Uh, he got selected. Roshan Johnson, Roshan, yeah. I mean, he, he, yeah, he, he's, he ain't he's, a bad second fiddle, let me tell you. Yeah, I don't really want to give up too much, but he's definitely a guy that I could see potentially being, you know, the starting running back yeah. when it's all said and done. When it's all said and done. He, yeah, if you look at be. his uh, – um, his report back in college, he started off as a, uh, a quarterback and then they had so many injuries at running back. They asked him to play running back and then he ended up, you know, becoming the backup to be John Robinson. But, uh, you know, what's interesting about this running back class though, if you look at back, I think at it's t- a strong class. I, 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 well, I think after the first two guys, there's really not somebody that I absolutely love like a Damian Pierce or but a Kenneth Walker. Right. But I'm talking about if you, if you take the overall body of work, I I think that they potentially may with Ch- uh, kid out of Illinois, some others. Uh, they actually potentially may have a better body of work eight to ten years down the road. Yeah, let's just say five to seven years because we know the lifespan of a running back. Yeah, or more impactful than maybe some of these quarterbacks. Um, well, what do you think about the kid out of Alabama? Was that a reach? Um, Jameer Gibbs. I mean, so um, what I was going to say was if. We haven't had two running backs taken in the first round since 2017. And if you remember, it was Leonard Fanette, I believe, at fourth overall. Yeah. And then Christian McCaffrey yeah. at eighth. So, and it, I feel like this draft, these two running backs are kind of mirrors of those guys, if you think about it. You know, their play style, you know, a Leonard Fournette's downhill runner, right. Bijan. Um, he's also a downhill runner, but has a little bit more finesse than maybe Leonard Fournette, maybe quicker. But they have uh, any kind of careers like those two have had. Then yeah. It was a smart decision. My Bengals picked up a running back. Yep. Because we lost our backup to Denver. Chase Brown out of uh, uh, Illinois. He's got his brother that just got drafted, too. Yeah. Uh, they have a really good story on ESPN. They, they played it a couple of times. And, uh, you know, um, I think he's going to be a solid pickup for the Bengals. I'm not really sure what's going on with Joe Mixon still. Um, you know, he's coming off kind of a down year. Um, they don't have Samaj P. Ryan. So I, that was, I thought that a was a really bit. good addition. So they need to pick him up. But I think Mixon will. You know, he's, he's kind of got that, that attitude that, yeah. hey, you're coming in my house, I'm going to help you, let's get to work. I mean, he 
when you watch Mixon on the field, man, he, yeah. he gives no quarters, man. He asks for no quarters and gives none. I mean, he, he's out there knocking heads off. To to go to go deeper in the sport, Eagles do the right thing and move up to pick up Carter? Oh, yes. Without a doubt. Yeah. The people are, people, you know, people are going to look back and say, we definitely missed out here. You know, I think this is the best player in, uh, best defensive player in the draft, without a doubt. You know, um, when you have a guy who's that big, that fast, that quick, you know, he can literally just move people over. He's going to be an absolute game wrecker. And for the Eagles to do what they did in the draft, I mean, obviously they're the big winners of the draft after getting Jalen Carter. Yeah, um, on paper. Yeah. Well, I am. I, I'm looking forward to seeing what that locker room can do for Carter. Oh, yeah. I, I would have been worried for some of the other teams higher, and even the Bears who had this pick before they traded down from it. I don't know if he has success in some of those locker rooms, but the Eagles, that's a veteran locker room. Those are veteran players from Georgia. Yep. So they're going to the, – hopefully they slap some sense into him, br- bring him yeah. up, raise him up to be a good young man, and hopefully he leaves what happened behind him. Come to camp in shape. Yeah, and the thing, too, is um, he's going to be behind Fletcher Cox, who's you know been one of the premier interior defensive linemen over the last 13 yeah. years. He's, he's going to have some uh, some great veteran leadership to kind of keep him on track. What do you think about Houston uh, with their third pick kind of moving up to? Oh, no, I loved it. I loved it. I felt like, you know, so many times teams get so caught up in, you know, wanting to collect all these draft picks. And they're pretty much when you have, like, more than 10 draft picks – you're just trying to throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. You're just yeah. hoping to find yeah. a guy in the sixth or seventh round that, you know, he's a good role player. He's a good special teams guy. Uh, but I like how aggressive they were. You know, uh, now you have two blue chip players that you can kind of hang your hat on. Houston, you know, as a, a football town, the Texans, they need something to hang their hat on. Yeah. You know, over the last couple sure. of years, you know, you talk about how much turmoil they've gone through. They have with- a very nice stadium. Yeah, 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 definitely. But, but you know what? They were competitive at the end of last year. Most of those games, they were competitive. They won a few. They, they, um, yeah, they won enough to keep them out of picking yeah. number one. Um, and um, their defense was not bad last yeah, year. Yeah, they played Considering hard. Considering how much they, they had to stay hard, on the field because you know, um, of their offense. Yeah, and, and then I think with uh, D'Amico Ryans, too, him being a former player in, you know, Houston, yeah. you know, they he played with DeAndre Hopkins. He played with Brian Cushing, J.J. Watt. I think he's going to be able to, like, you know, really rally that team, rally that city just a little Ho- bit. Hopefully he will because I say Cleveland is where quarterbacks go to die. And Houston's where head coaches go to die. No, the yeah. Jets. The Jets. And, the Jets. Jets. And, and no, Jets and, and no, and quarterbacks don't go to New York to die. New York gets them young and kills them before they're ever anything. <laughs> so I, yeah. yeah. So what do you yeah. think about? Um, I think Baltimore did well. I, I, I guess they told Lamar, "Hey, man, we're we're going to go out and get Beckham. We're going to get you some receivers in the in the draft." Yeah, love you like that. the kid they drafted. Yeah, no, um, Zay Flowers, I think, is actually, you know, once again, you, you know, for wide receivers, it's kind of what your offense is looking for. Are you looking yeah. for a guy who's going to be, you know, um, a guy to make you miss in open space? Do you need a guy who go get you 50-50 balls? But I just think for the complete body of work, I think Zay Flowers is the best wide receiver in this draft. Um, I think wow, that's that's saying something. Yeah, I think just the, 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 route, the route tree that he can run, He's got great hands. Kind of reminds me of Marquise Brown, 
uh, obviously with better hands. Um, and the thing about Marquise Brown, I've always said, is that he's. I feel like he's just a track guy playing football, where Zay Flowers is a football player with track speed. Yeah. Although I think Seattle getting Najibi Smith at 20. Unbelievable. With, yeah, that that could go down as a draft steal, too. And, and I was interesting. I've heard some reports out of Baltimore about that, the the path that that deal took with Lamar, that that actually has been going on for a good long while, and they've been keeping it quiet. It's not just something that happened in the last couple days before the draft. I guess Lamar got the last lap. He saved about 12% fees on agents. Well, he's give it to his mom. <laughs> she deserves it. Well, his mommy is his agent. Yeah, uh, you know, Mother's Day is coming up, so <laughs> you just think it's smart. Yeah. Good for him. He said, Mommy, getting paid. Yeah, good for him. So who was... Who else was a winner before we talk about what you thought were some losers? Yeah, so I have a couple of teams. You know, I kind of went back and forth. You know, I, I think obviously Philly, hands down, you know, you look from top to bottom of their draft, even some of the guys they signed out yeah. after the draft, the guys they traded for, DeAndre Swift. Um, another team that I really like what they did was, um, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, we look at the Jets who, you know, possibly were looking at a left tackle. You know, the Pittsburgh Steelers said, hey, we're going to we're going to move up to get this guy. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, I thought what they did in the first round there, the second round getting Joey Porter Jr. Um, you know, what a steal. That's a guy who has first round ability, you know, ran a little slower in the 40 and the combine that dinged him. But I think he's going to be a really good football player for them. Obviously, his dad, Joey Porter Sr. used yeah, to play that for was, them. That was a cool story. Yeah, twenty four years to the day that his yeah. dad got drafted. Yeah, that's cool that's you know stuff like that is awesome. And and yeah. you look at the Steelers, man. They're they're kind of just picking up the brothers everywhere they go. The brothers and cousins, you know, the Haywards. Yeah. Um, uh, they also had a fourth round pick in Nate Herberg, yeah. who's a inside linebacker. Who his brother, uh, I believe his name is Kevin Herberg. Um, he got drafted a couple years ago yeah. from the Steelers. It's just a stable. It's too. a stable franchise. Yeah, you know that may teeter and totter but they always hang in there man and they're well coached and uh i think they'll do well yeah uh one of the things also too i want to point out is the steelers they never seem to panic in the draft you know um um, i feel like they kind of just stayed at what they were players fell to them and that was beautiful do you think pickens is that guy that can take him next level personally i don't i think he's he's got some skills He, he he can do some freakish things on the field but I just think overall consistency, I, I just don't see this guy being that next-level quarterback. Am I wrong? Yeah, you know, the the jury's still out on Kenny Pickett. Um, I do believe he has an opportunity uh, to still be successful. Uh, one of the things I kind of always kind of hang my hat on is, you know, he played at Pittsburgh. You know, he's a Pittsburgh kid, so he's got yeah. that much. He's got that little chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just about him, you know, being healthy. And I think now with an offensive line, um, I think he's going to be a guy who can really surprise. It's just going to be really tough because of the teams in this division. You know, you look at the Bengals, who are going to be playoff they contenders. Went, they went heavy on defense. You know, heavy. Ravens, even the the Cleveland Browns. I know they, you know, now with the whole su- suspension for Deshaun Watson's done, he's got a full year got under full his belt. You know, yeah, that's going to be tough. What do you think about the, because uh, the, I'm a Bengals, long-suffering Bengals fan, what do you think about their first pick? Uh, Miles Murphy, yeah, we kind of, I know we talked a little bit about it at uh, McIntyre's, but um, I think, you know, when you're picking late in the first round, it's super important to, you know, 
take the best available player, even best if it available. doesn't fit a need. I, I really didn't feel like the Bengals had a lot of needs. I know that maybe an upgrade at tight end, you know, yeah. could have been an option. I know that they were probably looking at Dalton Kania out of Utah, but, yeah. you know, even the Cowboys, too. They, and then they, the Bills going. The Buffalo jumped up ahead. Yeah, yeah. The Cowboys were like, he's falling. Yep. And then Buffalo did that. But that was kind of a weird pick for Buffalo, I thought. Yeah, you know, and the thing was is I thought, you know, with all the rumors with uh, DeAndre Hopkins that, you know, they would actually try to make a move. I think they yeah. need to add another uh, weapon opposite of uh, Stephon Diggs for Josh Allen. Um, well, really, I wanted them to get, you know, possibly Austin Eckler or even Derrick Henry if he really was available. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, with Dalton is, you know, kind of gives you that Travis Kelsey, that that yeah. wide tight end. You know, you can throw him out in the slot. You can throw him. Um, you no, know, he's to a, protect I, Allen too, I guess. Yeah, he's he's a willing blocker, not a great blocker. Yeah. He will get better. Uh, but yeah, it, it allows the Buffalo Bills to uh, be more consistent. You know, running the ball. You know, you look at what they did in the second round, um, adding uh, Osiris Torrance out of Florida. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a people mover. So um, I think you know one of the things I thought about was for Jalen Hurts is if he wants to continue on the on the road he's going at. Um, he has to continue to run the ball. That's why I wanted Philadelphia to get Bijan. You yeah. know, let's 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 keep the longevity of Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. going. Because if you look at what's going on with Josh Allen, him having to run the ball, yeah. he's starting to take a lot more hits. He's starting to deal with some of these injuries. Mm-hmm. He's taking a lot more of the pressure and putting it on himself. Yeah, and I almost feel that that's a different situation with with Josh. I think it's a different mental set than than Jalen. It's it just seems like he he relishes in that, put it on my shoulders, I'm going to go do something. I don't think he can stop me. Well, I, I think, him. yeah, that's just the football the football instincts right there. And yeah. I feel like Jalen Hurts, you know, you look at what he did in the Super Bowl, taking it three times by himself, you know. Uh, I get it, maybe a different situation. You're in the Super Bowl, you, you, you know, you want the ball in the – you want the ball in the hands of the guy you trust the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, you want to protect the, the longevity of your quarterback. So who do you take away as far as some head scratchers? I did think Atlanta's first pick, and I can't remember the kid's name, um, weighs 166 pounds. Oh, I, oh I just, yeah, the, the Washington Commanders, they took a manual Forbes. I um, just thought that was kind of, I mean – in the NFL nowadays, I mean, to weigh about as much as a high fashion model. Yeah. You have to put- but yeah, but go into the weight room, eat some protein powder, put some on that frame. It's a yeah. okay. six foot one inch frame. Yeah. You'll, you'll- six foot one inch frame, 166 yeah. pounds, and Derrick Henry's barreling down on you. Who's going to win that fight? Well, Forbes, when he goes, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get out the way. Um, yeah, you know, and the, 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 the position was correct for the, you know, the commanders who, I mean, obviously they do need a quarterback surprised that they didn't take yeah. a shot at Will Levis or, or Hernan hooker in the second round. But, you know, I think, you know, skipping out on Christian Gonzalez, cornerback yeah. out of uh, Oregon. Uh, I mean, this is a guy who's extremely versatile, plays inside, outside safety, um, if you watch him run, he looks like a wide receiver. He's just so smooth. Yeah. He comes from a family of track runners as well. So, um, you know, I might be a scheme fit, but I just feel like Chris Gonzalez, you could put him anywhere on the field. And, True. You know, just doesn't make sense for the commanders. My, my other head scratch was the Giants traded up. I can't remember their first name of the 
Do you know who the Giants' first round draft pick was, Bob? Yeah, yeah hold on. I'm Yalte Banks. Well, but it didn't make sense because I don't think he was a guy that was going to, and it cost him some back picks, uh, like a fourth or a fifth, I think, to move up one to snag him. I just uh, thought the, it was kind of weird. The Giants, I believe that, um, yeah, they moved up a little bit to get him. Um, definitely was a position of need, and I think for them, they wanted uh, Deontay Banks. He's six two, a big, long, physical corner. I think he kind of fits the mold of what they want in the defensive back room. Because some of the other guys that they have are the smaller, you know, yeah. skinnier guys. Um, and then I, I think it's just super important. You know, you look at the Giants and the Commanders. What they do, they drafted defensive backs. Um, you know, because in the NFC East, you know, you have to cover guys like C.D. Lamb. Yeah. Uh, AJ Smith, uh, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Terry McLaurin, and guys like that. So I think, you know, it made sense moving up uh, because there's kind of, you know, you could kind of see the little runs. You know, there was a run on offensive tackle. I, I think they only on. moved up one, didn't they? One spot? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, they, no. That, that, that pick was. I thought they went from 24 to 23. I could be wrong. Who are your losers while he's looking that up? Um, yeah, so the losers for me, um, I know this is kind of, it's going to be a big shocker, but I've been mulling this over all weekend, and I think it's the uh, Chicago Bears. Really? Yeah, so I, I get it. You know, trading for the, the, the trade that they made was a really good trade. You know, the problem I have is you move from pick number one to pick number nine. Now you lose out on an opportunity to get the best player in the draft, okay? And... You know, and that's just, and that's that you, I understand that they have Justin Fields. You know, I would have, I would rather have Justin Fields over these guys, yep. you know, right now for sure. But the thing is, is you trade back one spot to get the second best offensive tackle when you could have gotten the best player with the ninth overall pick. You that know, and sense. I just, I look at that team and, and yeah, they've, they've done a really good job in, in adding some guys to the offensive line already. They've added some linebackers. They added the wide receiver in DJ Moore. Great trade. Yeah. But I just feel like you're you have an opportunity to get a once in a generation type player. Yeah. At number nine overall, and you skipped out on that. Yeah. Like you know, I I get it. You want to you want to show Justin uh, Fields um, that hey, we're invested in you. Yeah. I say get Jalen Carter right there at nine, and then in the second round they could have traded for a guy like Jonah Williams who. True. Is right now not very happy in yeah. Cincy. You could have given up a second round pick. I think Cincy would have jumped on that really quick. Probably would have. And you would have gotten a proven commodity at right tackle already. I don't get me wrong. I love Darnell Wright. I mean, his size. He's going to be a great right tackle. I could understand if this was the best offensive tackle in this draft, like Paris Johnson. Mm-hmm. But it it was the second best offensive tackle versus the best player in the in the draft. Yep. You know, and that's where I feel like they just completely missed. And then, you know, you look at their draft, their second and third round were defensive tackles. Yeah. You know, and it, it, it was just strange. It, yeah, it just, you strange. know, and they don't have any edge rushers, which is a position they should have addressed, but they didn't yeah. at all. So that's why I just feel like the, the, the Bears draft just did not make any sense whatsoever. They still have a lot of issues, but at least they got some receiver help now for Fields, which he virtually had none last year. Yeah. Yeah, no, DJ Moore, you know, proven. Did you uh, know that DJ Moore, by being traded to Chicago, instantly becomes the receiver with the most yards that Chicago's ever had in their history? Whoa. No, I did not know that. He, he's got more yards in his career than any previous 
player that played for Chicago, drafted and played for him. Sorry. Well, I mean, the Bears have never really had that much of a pass-heavy yeah, they both offense. Even Brandon Marshall? Down and ground, yeah. Matt Forte? Uh, yeah, I, I mean. He's got 5,800, I think, career receiving yards right Justin now. Justin Fields may be the best quarterback the Chicago Bears have ever had. <laughs> oh, I still love yeah. McMahon. Well, yeah, I, I I like McMahon for a lot of reasons. McMahon's but, a winner. Yeah. Eh, McMahon, okay. So, uh, how about the uh, Cowboys? Though, the, the, though, I want I want to tell Carlos a story because breaking news: Have you heard that they're now going to have weddings at AT and T Stadium? Why is that? Because Jerry Jones figures it's the only way he can get a ring in that building. Oh. Yeah, so there we go. it's funny. So I'm actually a Cowboys fan. I'm not like one of those. Um, you know, selfish, loud, obnoxious Cowboys fan. Which is every other Cowboys yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah. There's like usually one, one in every three of us, really. Uh, but you know, I think for me, you know, uh, I'm 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 a very I'm a realist. I love the game of football. That's why I kind of started my own little podcast. So it's uh, it's well, I'm actually very as a as a Cowboy fan. This has to be hurting you. Yeah, I'm I'm Eagles. very hard on my Cowboys. Yeah. Nobody will you know, you know, dump a bunch of crap on them more than me. You know, but. Um, looking at what they did in the draft, uh, you know, the Cowboys, Jerry Jones, I will say this, he does somehow nail the first round and the second round, but I just feel like everything else after that just kind of falls apart and you could kind of see the way that the roster is constructed. Uh, you know, they have guys at the same position drafted in, in multiple rounds. You know, there was a year that they had 11 picks. Um, seven of them were all defensive players and most of these guys haven't played a single snap other than. Trevon Diggs. They missed so bad, they're talking about bringing Zeke back. Yeah, yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah, I don't know if they'll bring the, him back. I heard back. the Bengals a couple weeks ago, and now now there's a rumor that they... Yeah, but... but, it, but, but like, uh, I will say I, this. I would bring Jerry, him back. Jerry has a, a love affair. Yeah. yeah. Jerry does have a love affair with Not, not with for $22 million. Not no. for $22 million. No, league men oh, with no. heavily heavy incentives. No, I mean, yeah, league minimum because yeah. he doesn't perform any better than the average running back in the NFL. Look at his stats past the season. But I will say this: season. if I need, if I'm three yards from the end zone, Zeke will get it in for no. you. Still, no, he really? actually struggled. He, he, he actually struggled on third and one, fourth and one situations. No, I'm talking about in the end zone. Yes. He, he had 14 rushing touchdowns. Yes, yes, yes. I, I, I do I mean, understand that. But, you know, in critical moments, yeah, in critical sucks. situations, yeah. when no. we, there was times where they ran it, gave it to him more than once, and he couldn't get that one yard, and you're just kind of thinking, like, he's he's Mike Tolbert. You know? yeah. Like, I know that somebody had made fun of him, calling him the Mike Tolbert, but he, you know, yeah, overpaid, I, you know, fullback. Well, yeah. Uh, right. I feel like the sure. running game got better after we released him, and I know it's hard to say because he's a fan favorite. He, I know he does a lot for the Dallas locker room likes stuff him, like that, you know, but for, for, for a football standpoint, you know, getting rid of him made the running game better. You saw, I've been saying this for years, Tony Pollard, he, he has CMC type abilities. You know, but there's question him, marks now. I mean, when's yeah, the gonna injuries be are going to be tough. And, you know, I like the, the the kid that they got in the sixth round, Deuce Vaughn. Yeah. Played up at Kansas, Kansas. State. He's from uh, originally from Austin. I had a friend that went to high school with him. Yeah. Um, you know, you saw the video of, of his dad calling yeah, him, you know. So cool. it, it's, one, it's one, of, one of those things where it's a hometown kid. You know, he's going to play hard. And I feel like that's a good spot for him. I, I 
don't necessarily love the pig. I wanted a maybe a little bit bigger, more durable bag than yeah. Deuce. Deuce is about, I think, like five five. You know, he's kind of Philip Lindsay isk. You know, uh, but he'll have some opportunity if Tony Pollard's not healthy. So um, and he's got some juice. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the the Cowboys' success to me rests with Dak. What's what? Yeah. What what, what Dak's going to show up? Is it going to be bad Dak or rookie year Dak? I, yeah. And outside looking in, I don't think I don't think that's the key. I think it's on the, I think it's on coaching. I think all the problems that Cowboys have had have been in in the coaching room. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and and I, I think the I, problems that Prescott have had have been due to not great coaching. So, will McCarthy be the answer now that he's running the show? No, he's not. No. But he. No, he's not. And Schottenheimer being the offensive, whatever the hell they're going to give him a title for, so yeah. not going to be it either. I think this coaching thing's a little overrated. So does Greg Popovich is he a bad coach because the Spurs suck? No, I mean, he's he work no, he, no, 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 no. Greg Popovich is a great coach because they still won twenty some odd games, and that team sucks. Yeah, but but Dallas. Didn't really have, well, I don't know. Well, Dallas is just too talented to not win some of these games. And if you look at the the way that the season played out last year, the games they were supposed to win that they lost. You know, and then the games that they were supposed to lose. But they've been doing that for 20 years. Yeah. I watch these fucking guys, man. (laughs) Yeah. And I just think that comes down to, like, like you said, coaching, you know, you look at like the yeah. Bill Parcell era, you know, he kind of has foot on everybody's throat. Yeah. And right now, Jason Garrett, Mike McCarthy are kind of just, yeah, 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 cool. You know, like we're just here. Yeah. You know? And yeah. And, and Dak Prescott in the end of a playoff game yeah. doing and, that stuff with the ball. That's coaching. Yeah. I mean, that's called that last play, you know, against yeah. the 49ers. And I think, you know, too, I think one of the reasons why Dan Quinn didn't leave it's because if, you know. And waiting. Yeah. Because I, 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 I was surprised he stayed the last two seasons already. So I'm hoping that he has a bigger picture in mind. You know, uh, but, but but staying staying with that defense, I mean, nobody faults the Cowboys on the defensive side. We really, really don't. There was a couple yeah. games where it seems they didn't show up they towards the back end games, of the season. Yeah. But nobody faults that defense. Yeah. Well, one so, thing we do know, folks, it's going to be an interesting NFL season. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm excited. And uh, we'll have you back for sure, man. Hope you had a good time. Oh, yeah. Give a well, shout out to your little pod. Yeah, yeah. So if you, um, you're listening to this podcast, um, um, I have a podcast of my own. It's called Go For Two with Cargo. Um, and basically, I just kind of run through, you know, everything in the off season. You know, I break down rosters, you know, go through all the names, the, uh, the names you should know and stuff like that, leading up to your fantasy football season as well. And then I cover everything in season as well, some of the big headlines. So uh, go give me a follow. Um, go for two podcasts uh, with Cargo. Well, Carlos, we uh, we picked you up here at To The Max Sports in the first round. So hey, we're, we're, we're going to have you back, man. We're hoping you're a Hall of Famer with us. No, I'm I'm excited. I'm 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 super grateful that you guys you know brought me on. I know we literally just met a couple of days ago. So you know when I kind of listened to your podcast, I got really excited, and you know I I truly enjoy doing this. It's yeah. cool. Uh, the only thing we're missing is a couple of beers at the bar. You know, hey man, that's, that's the joke. Definitely do it. That's the <laughs> joke in the intro. Well, folks, y'all have a great weekend. We may do a show with Max uh, later in the week. You're more than welcome to come back if you're not working. And uh, until then. Anything else, Brother Bob? No, I think I'm good. It's a good. It's going to be interesting. We got a, we got was it three or four weeks before the schedule drops? Yeah. And we got OTAs. That's what I'm watching on the OTAs. Does Aaron Rodgers show up? Because.
I said, I don't care. He needed to get that in there. One thing the NFL has mastered, we talk about them year-round. And there's not many sports that we can say that about anymore. The they've, draft they've, drew 11 million. How many people watched the Warriors in an epic game seven against the, the Kings? That's true. They've, team. they've mastered it. And what, and what is the draft? It's an announcement show. <laughs> yep. But it was entertaining. Yeah. The NFL does a great job with it. It does. Folks, until then, we'll see you next week. And again. OH. We're out. Bye.